and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. With me is Deb, and I'm Doug, who keeps having odd uh, incidents with aging African-American actors. Yeah, it's happened a lot lately. It has. I had a dream with Reginald Vell Johnson, and then thought I got on the bus with Morgan Freeman. Well, did you ever confirm it wasn't Morgan Freeman? I actually heard him talk later on, and he was indeed not the narrator of March of the Penguins. It's too bad. I kind of was hoping he had, like, a high girly voice. No, no, it, no. Um, it was deep, but it wasn't Morgan Freeman. Does that ever weird you out? I know you don't like the movie, but still, um, you think of Morgan Freeman as having a lot of class. I, I guess think. so. And then, uh, to hear I'd him... I'd say no, just because I saw, um... Great, now I can't think of the movie. Well, I've officially gone retarded. Um, What's the one with Angelina Jolie? Wanted. There we go. I was actually going to read that up where he goes, and kill this motherfucker. And you're like, did he just say motherfucker? Like, imagine if he said that in Shawshank where he's like, Andy Dufresne, motherfucker. motherfucker. Like, you're like, what? 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 I haven't watched Shawshank in a long time. Maybe that's one I should go back and watch. That's one of the ones I can rewatch. I cannot rewatch The Green Mile. I just can't fucking do it. We were talking about the Green Mile a couple of days ago at work because we found a little, uh, a mouse? little mouse friend, who Mr. I Jangles. We no, I actually uh, I named him Mortimer, and uh, I would have named him Mr. Jangles, but okay. Uh, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What's the name of the mouse in Green Mile?" I'm like Mr. Jangles, and it's like, "I can't do it, boss. I can't do it." Oh, Mr. Jangles. Oh, Michael Duncan Clark. Like I said, no, I they're can't. both dead. You don't know the mouse is dead. It's probably Yeah, he does. Oh, no, he brings it back to life, though. Because is it Clancy Brown that kills him? The mouse? Yeah. I think so. Isn't it Clancy? Yeah, I Clancy Brown. So. Yeah. Because he always plays, like, prison screws, and then voices Lex Luthor, and, like, that's all he does. Yeah, I can't rewatch that movie, though. It was hard enough the first time. I read the books, so for me hard. it was kind of a letdown in terms of the the execu- the, the botched execution scene with the, the De- uh, is it Delacroix, is the French guy, that um, uh, initially befriends the mouse. Um, um, it was the Indian in the movie. No, that's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. No, no, in the um, botched ex- execution. No, it's the French guy. Are you sure? Yeah. I think you're wrong. Because he looks at like he looks at like Tom Hanks and says like "Take care of my mouse, boss" or whatever. And then uh, Clancy Brown's character Percy um, puts on the dry sponge under the like electrocution helmet. Um, I swear that's the, anyways, it's not important. What but, is important? Huh? It's the unimportant man. That's the literal film thing. Is the unimportant man? No, I meant it's not important that who I'm right you? and you're wrong. I, who are you? That's not important. What is important is that you do this. Oh, okay. It's the unimportant man. I was gonna say it's, it's one a of film those, trope. I was gonna say one of those regular beats that you hit in crime dramas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always like the concierge of like someone. I really want the Veronica Mars movie to come out. Sorry, I was thinking about classic noir detectives. And With I was monkeys. Th- and I was thinking about neo-noir. <laughs> I was going to say, and I was, of course, thinking about Brick and then uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Veronica Mars. Oh, Kiss and Kiss yes, Bang Bang was my number... Home, I, no, Home Alone got knocked out of my top five. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was on my top five Christmas movies. Huh. And then I just basically brought it down to... I could just name every movie Shane Black wrote as my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Except for Die Hard. I love Die Hard. I know, but... Like, Are we going to talk about Die Hard some more? 
we could just start there if you want. Yeah, let's just talk about Die Hard. Um, since this will be the Christmas episode, as you guys would have heard at the beginning with the uh, holiday-themed... With Doug's awful off-beat off bells, yes. They might be on beat for this episode, I don't know. Seems unlikely. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, our, our intro's only like seven seconds long. Best decision I ever made. A seven-second intro? Mm-hmm. Until I got a kid. Ooh. I really need to get this widget that goes wah 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 wah, and I would use it constantly. Oh my God. We got bear claws at work, and I thought of you. Damn it! Now I want a bear claw. Wow. Wow, bear claw. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. I watch it every Christmas Eve. Um. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Ho, 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 no, I have a machine gun. How is that not a Christmas movie? No, Die Hard's totally a Christmas and, movie. And and uh, Shane Black writes, I would say, almost exclusively movies that happen at Christmas. You've got, um, I think, Lethal Weapon. At least a, at least a couple of the Lethal... Uh, maybe just... Is it just the first one? I'm not Christmas? as familiar with that series is. Uh, but I think Lethal Weapon is Christmas-based. Iron Man 3... Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, and I know he said in the interviews, like, why he's weirdly obsessed, and he's like, well, it's just that time of year, and then you juxtapose that with something what's actually happening in the movies, mm-hmm. where you have, like, oh, it's Christmas, but there are, you know, drugs and death and whatever, in, in terms of um, Lethal Weapon. And a cop on the edge. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, um, but yes, Die Hard, which so, of course leads us always to one of the community Christmas episodes where Abed really wanted them to do Die Hard for Christmas. He gets the, what is it, the bloodied... Uh, it's the Die Hard tank top, yeah. And then uh, when someone breaks a vase, he starts taking off his shoes. <laughs> and he says the same joke that you and I say to each other every time. Have you been the Nakatomi Sushi? The Hans Gruber is to die for. Hans Gruber fish is to die is for. Is that a Hans Gruber fish? Yes. I was going to say, but you and I laugh every time. Oh, Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard. And in order, best Die Hards. One, three, two, four, five. You've forgotten how to count? No, I'm kidding, kidding. No, I No, there's five, right? I think there's five, yeah. Because Die Hard 4 was Live for Your Die die Hard, hard. and then it was uh, Die Hard in Russia. Or Die Hard with Love, or whatever they fucking called it. I don't, I have no idea what they actually called it. Where, uh, his... Instead of like, come out to the coast, we'll have a couple of laughs. Like, that whole thing gets turned to do, but I'm on vacation. But I'm doing young Bruce Willis. He doesn't sound like that now. I think Bruce Willis is kind of awesome. I think he's fucking rad. I honestly, a lot of people shit on uh, Ocean's. I think it's 12, 12 where he plays the. He plays himself. himself. A lot of people shit on that. I liked 12. I did too. I was gonna say it's just it's he seems to actually have a sense of humor about himself, which is something I love when somebody works at that level if they still don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Well, and he's like in, like when he was on Friends, like he had a sense of humor about shit. Well, it's the same thing I like about Justin Timberlake is that he doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm-hmm. He'll do all sorts of crazy fucking shit. But then you see movies like, uh, weirdly like uh, Alpha Dogs, Black Snake, uh, Black Snake Moan, like. He does good fucking, like... Yes, but then he'll also go make Love Guru and do Jizzed in My Pants with uh, Lonely Island Boys. Really? We're going to dodge uh, Southland Tales? I hate that movie so much! It's your fault I actually had to watch it. 
I don't want to talk about Southland Tales. <laughs> now I'm angry. Oh, that was a that was an Offerman laugh right there. I wish they could see my scowl right now. It's pretty intense. I think my nose might be stuck like this. Don't make that face. You'll freaking stick like that. Why do people always say that? I mean, it's vaguely true where later in your life you're going to get like laugh lines and crow's feet and stuff like that. But I mean, why would they say don't make that face if it's going to get stuck like that? Because kids think whatever an adult says is which gospel. Which, of course, just makes me think of the Calvin and Hobbes, where he does some horrific face. And, and he ends up being stuck, stuck like, like that. that. Well, in his head, he's stuck like that, yeah. And it's like... It's, 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 he's like one eye open and his tongue out. Yeah, yeah and his say. mouth is wide open, and he's like kind of like doing like a zomb- you're like your classic kid zombie face. I think it was something about eating squash or something along those lines. It was something the mom had made, because he always like ducks dinner for whatever strange reason. There's... Some, I was going to say, at some point she made, like, stuffed peppers, and he said it was, like, stuffed monkey skulls with maggots. That was how they made him eat it. Yeah. Was that it was something disgusting? Because Kelvin rocks. See, I was going to say, I've got one book around here, and I think it's something out of the bed is drooling, and I haven't read it in a couple of years. I may have to go back and read oh, it again. Oh, Spaceman Spiff is timeless. But, I mean, I think that's the book I have, something out of the bed is drooling. Speaking of something that's timeless, this isn't on the whiteboard, but I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Um... I had a coworker. We got into a conversation about what the best cafe music is. She said James Brown. I said I, I can see James Brown, except when you get that annoying person that likes to sing along a little too loudly. Fair enough. I like shopping music. Sorry, you know something that you can just ignore. I said David Bowie. Oh, at which really? point she said, "I don't like David Bowie." Please tell me you just punched her in the coos immediately. Did I did you, I did verbally. Did you make her explain why she didn't like David Bowie? Because I'd like to hear her justify She's ten this. years younger than us. So. so I know lots of people that are ten years younger than us that love Bowie. And it was great because the minute I was like, you don't like David Bowie? I said, oh, enough that customers heard me. And then immediately got on my side about like, it. Rrr. And they're like, what? Like, how do you not like David Bowie? I'm well, like, I just want to hear her justified why she doesn't like He's not Bowie. only timeless... But I'm pretty sure he's ageless. I'm pretty sure he is a Goblin King. Have you seen him and Amon's daughter? No. She's she's 13 now, but she's very, very attractive. And I mean, Amon hasn't aged much either. No. No, she has not. I don't know what kind of sunscreen... They're like the fucking vampires in Queen of the Damned. Like, they're just like these weird, statuesque, like, unmoving, unaging things. Like I said... I don't know what kind of sun skincare they're using, but keep it up. Yeah, really. <laughs> Fucking, but like, who doesn't like David Bowie? Well, did you ask her why she didn't like David Bowie? It was just like, well, nah, like, he's just not, like, I just don't like him. Do I get the feeling she hasn't been exposed to much of it? I guarantee it. You know what you should do is you should start sneakily playing stuff for her. <laughs> just squeezing in David Bowie here and there? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just play Let's Dance and see how she reacts. Let's get an intro Sorry, track to Sorry, I was sneak totally in. singing pretty things in my head. I also worked Angel. with... Angel. I also worked with someone who um, said they were a big Futurama fan. Turn to left. Fashion. Turn to right. Fashion. Ma, 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 ma. We are the bourgeois and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. beep. Yeah, so that happened. But there's um, no, there's so, he does a There's no excuse for not looking David There's a bunch Bowie. of different styles, too, I mean. You, oh, absolutely, the brittle in years? I mean, like I said, you can go all the jumps. way from Ziggy Stardust to Space Oddity to Fashion to, I was going to say, I'm Afraid of stuff. Americans. I mean, 
Although, Full spectrum. Earthling was my least favorite album from him, but that's me. It's I, time to wake way for the homo superior, Doug. Phrasing. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, Oh, ahead. and Rain thought of a comeback to phrasing. What's that? I did it deliberately. <laughs> Best comeback. Uh, it, it was just like, I went phrasing. He goes, I did that deliberately. And I'm like, fair enough. Like, all right. Phrasing. How's that phrasing? Phrasing. I had something for this. Oh. oh. Wah, wah. Wah, See, wah. I gotta put that on my phone. So, who else is excited that Archer is going to be back very soon? Uh, all of us. I've been watching, um, I don't know if you've been catching them, but they've been releasing um, ISIS um, workplace videos. No, I haven't. Uh, how to deal with ninjas, drug use at the office, which has the, what is it, the, the, um, Pam Proovy, uh, Groovy Bears? Oh, her Groovy Bears. Yeah, those make a comeback. I mean, it really is a return to form. I just, uh, re-got all four seasons, plus, uh, Heart of Archness. Um, and I'm looking to really, uh, you'll hear about it probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm looking to binge on Archer. Oh, God. Um, except for uh, on Wednesday when I'll be watching the Christmas episode of Doctor Who, which we will talk about next week. Do you want to tell everybody what your plan is for Christmas Day? Uh, other than watching uh, Time of the Doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to spend... I talked about this on Dan, actually. Um, that uh, I'll be spending all of Christmas in a movie theater is my big plan. Um if my family reaches out to me, great. But if they don't, then Deb's going to use the Force. Sorry. What the shit was that? Nothing important. It's a Jedi and shit. And you're doing mall rats. You're trying to... There's no physical comedy on the podcast. This isn't I'm Douglas' so, movies. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't have three other people to tell us what's going on. I don't sorry, know. sorry, sorry. Your grandpa would fucking whistle. So, what movies are you planning on seeing on Christmas? Uh, because I'm not going to see him this weekend, I will probably see uh, Anchorman 2, uh, Walter Mitty, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, American Hustle. I think those are my top four. That gives me eight hours right there. Probably closer to ten. Like I said, American Hustle and Saving Mr. Banks are a little higher on my list than the other two. I'm skeptical about Walter Mitty. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street's one I really want to see. Apparently it's like... Casino and Goodfellas. Like, apparently it's Scorsese fucking back to form. Does that mean that form. a main character is going to get killed in a field mid-voiceover? Because i totally go see that. Look in your heart. That's oh, that was Miller's Crossing. Crossing. I'm Brandy. Uh, I haven't... Uh, uh, I really want to see the new Coen Brothers. I, I, uh... Yes, inside, uh... uh inside Llewellyn. Llewellyn. No, Llewellyn. Uh, but she has a last name in there somewhere. Parker? Paige? Davis? Davis! Let's just say last names to each other for the next 20 minutes. Samsonite. I was way off. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty, then. Misfits finale. Misfits finale. Uh, Misfits season five is a return to form. Um, They kind of had a lot of bumps and stumbles. You've already said return to form twice already in this podcast. You're cut off. Fair enough. Say go uh, back to the well next time. 
made a return to the wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, uh, Howard Overton, the writer, um, there were a couple stumbling blocks on seasons three and four um, that lost a lot of people. And then, uh, and a lot of the original cast left um, after season two and three um, for various reasons. Google it. Um, I'm not getting into it. But uh, a lot of the new characters I really didn't, it, it's not, yeah, like, I didn't, it's not like that I didn't care for, it's just, you, you didn't connect with them. Okay. Um, and season five, like, right off the get-go, I talked about it last week. They got back on the horse? Oh, God, yeah. And, How many uh, metaphors can I come up with? <laughs> well, it's weird to say get back on the horse when the first episode is some guy butt-fucking Satan out of another character. Um, so... How do you stay friends with somebody after the head? They, they do. He, like I said, how do, you, how do you stay friends with somebody after that? Because he's the handsome bartender. But still. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, he did it for a good cause. He was, it was Satan. And he was converting other people to become agents of Satan. Nice. Yep. I hope people heard that. Edit point. Um, yeah, you're going to leave that in. Oh, am I? Okay. Oh, are you? Oh, are they? Okay, well, we're just going to do a, a reference tactic episode. Because we're just going to randomly jump to Rushmore. Uh, these are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? It's medical scrubs. Oh, are they? No, it's these are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? No, they don't repeat OR. It's... Yes, he does. Does that's, he? That's the joke, Doug. Jason Schwartzman, you're fucking awesome. I was watching... Back, I... We always one of the movies we always come back to is watching uh, Scott Pilgrim, but I don't want to get on uh, in on that one. God, he's such a douche in Scott Pilgrim, and like the best possible. Oh, right? it's the the no the the music license on uh, the musical cue of when they're in when he puts um, Ramona in the limo and it's playing under my thumb. Yes. Fucking amazing. I mean, just genius right there. Um, Anyways, we're not gonna talk about that. Misfits finale. So uh, the whole season has been building up that a woman can knit the future. And knits a sweater or jumper if you're in the UK. Um, and he has a jumper, uh, 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 sweater? a sweater. Thank you. Um, that has like you know, it's like oh, I think we all become proper superheroes, and that's kind of the build to the finale. Um, kind of an anticlimactic payoff to the future sweater, the prophetic sweater. <laughs> the future sweater. But. They all What's end the up... What's the name of that loom and wanted? Uh, the loom of fate. Is it like the same type of thing going on there? Yeah, but it's a cute old lady. Not a loom. Whose cat, wants to, whose cat wants to lick uh, the guy's milky nipples. Um, milky nipples. And he covers them despite not... He covers his nipples despite that not being his power. Um, but no, you see um, kind of everyone kind of get to where they should be. Like you see uh, Rudy and Rudy 2 kind of figure out that they need each other. I'm sorry, Rudy and Rudy too? Yeah, his ability is that he splits, uh, he, like, uh, duplicates himself. Okay. But it's, he, like... He can't it, reabsorb the other copies. He can. Um, but it has to be willful. Okay. And that his duplicate is always, like, kind of his insecure feelings. Oh, okay. So you kind of have, like, the egotistic one, and then, like, the one that's, like, no, we need to talk to this girl about how we feel. And he's like, nah, fuck her, she's a twat. You know, I love that word. Word. We did this last week about twat. Um, Are you going to tell everybody but you accidentally called me today via... That was an autocorrect issue. Doug called me a snatch. 
I... Or I could have been asking about our snatch supply. We don't have Okay, any, I guess, yeah. That, that we, don't, we don't have any snatch supply, hon. We're not well known. Um, we'll get there. Oh, God. That sounds um, horrific. Worst, worst sponsorship ever. Um, Brought to you Red Bull and Snatch. snatch. Um... Yeah, I, I, I need to crack that snatch on open. Some Jameson. Oh God! You imagine if a pussy went pssst, like a can? Ugh, gross. Let Weird. me open these beers with my pussy. Gunk, gunk, Tackle. Fuck. Um. Can we keep going back to the gems that don't even? Nobody's ever gonna know what we're talking about. Now we're just recording us rambling. We might as well be drunk. That's our fucking podcast. Um. It used to be a little bit more coherent. We'll get there. Uh, so, uh, uh, the anticlimactic payoff on the future sweater, but they do end up all like kind of striking a pose in their ASBO, um, which is what community service is called in Britain, um, in like their like orange jumpsuits, like kind of an Avengers, uh, Avengers, not Avengers, uh, X Men, tableau, <clears throat> kind of like a unified uniform, <laughs> words. Uh, Words that come out. So the they face. all they all kind of strike the you know like oh so so Rudy and Rudy two kind of realize like you know their connection to each other uh, throughout the season Rudy two is kind of going away from Rudy going I want to be my own person they realize they need each other uh, Finn whose ability is telekinesis but he can only move small items with mm-hmm. great concentration kind of figures out like oh I try really hard to make people like me and that's kind of the metaphor for his power is that he can't move big objects. Because he's trying too hard to move objects. So he kind of figures that out. Um, there's a girl who's an imaginary... Like, a, a, a girl's imaginary friend who becomes, like, real. And she doesn't have any other powers other than... I guess she's imaginary. Like, I don't quite get what's going on. Um, and there's a girl who gets sucked into the future and has a baby. But she ends up, like, keeping it. It's fucking weird. But she ends up killing the baby daddy. Like, it's bizarre. The last episode, it seemed like there was going to be another episode after that. Well, maybe they'll come back, Doug. We don't know. They're talking movie with the original cast, if they can pull them. I'm assuming they can get the guy who played Nathan, uh, Robert Shannon, or Shanine, or Shannon. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But he you was... You know, Robert Shannon, Michael Shannon's nephew. <laughs> who was sorry, one of the... He was sorry. one of the best characters. If you watch Misfits season one and two. I'll get around to it. He plays Nathan. Uh, he's great, and he was in the Mortal Instruments movie, which made, like, $9, so hopefully he'll come back to, like, a Misfits movie. They're talking literally five seasons in a movie, so... Six seasons in a movie. Yeah, but Misfits only had five. You know what he's referencing when he says that, don't you? The cape? No. Wait, what? Six, no, I was gonna say Sex in the City. It was originally six seasons in a movie. It ended up being six seasons in two movies, but that's what he's talking about when he says that. But he's talking about the cape. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. I was like... No, no, no. no, He's he's totally talking about the cape. It's awesome. It's going to be six seasons in a movie. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Six episodes? Uh, I think it was a total of eight or ten. But how many did they actually air? Probably six. Um, I ended up watching the whole season, so... It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Keith David was awesome. Or David Keith. I can't keep him straight. For something that's that expensive, you can't say that. Well, and it was, like, hot on the heels of, like, Iron Man coming out, and they didn't... They're like, yeah, superheroes are hot, let's do this. And you're like, 
Yeah, but it didn't have the same heat it it or intelligence the, well, as Heroes humor. did. It didn't have the humor of no, God, no. Iron Man. Oh, or God. even the humor of Heroes, for that matter, because Heroes did have its funny moments. Mm-hmm. It was more situational Fucking, than um, anything else. Yatta! What's his, uh, Hiro Nakamura. Yeah, oh, God. It was Him and uh, Ando were fucking awesome. I mean, I, I love Heroes seasons one, three, and four. Um... I didn't miscount, by the way. No, Internet. I know you didn't, and we all know that's because of the writer's strike. Though I do like the the plot point in season two that um, uh, that allows that Peter and um, Siler are kind of broken down to like base level abilities. Like yeah. they have all their abilities kind of strip. Well, that happens to Peter in season three, but you know what I mean. Like they take away all of Siler's powers, and it's like okay, he's got to build back up, and it's a very interesting. I liked that aspect of it, but I didn't like all of the um, kind of tertiary stuff with um, the girl and her uh, the like vir- the poison girl mm-hmm. um, Maya. Um, I didn't like her and her brother; they were idiots, and um, it's not racist; they were just idiots. Um, yeah, the only aspect of season two I liked was um, uh. Siler getting all... Well, Siler and, and Hero's whole thing of going back in time and meeting, um, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the British guy, but he think, the, everyone thinks he's, uh, the Japanese. He's the guy that regenerates. Wolverine? Yeah. Because when Hero went back and met Wolverine? No, it's, uh, what is his... The actor's name, I think, is David Anders, I want to say. Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai? <laughs> yes, Tom. Tom Cruise, the Wolverine. Um, oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, I just watched that movie bomb in my head. Like I said, worst casting ever. Wolverine, uh, speaking would, of, Wolverine would be doing a lot more running. Speaking Did of... just kick the table? I might have. Uh, no, I didn't. Ha ha ha! Um, because I can see the wave. Um, speaking of casting, uh, how... Where do oh, we, yeah, got, we got nothing but time. Go ahead. Um... You've heard, may have heard, uh, someone who's in talks to play Lex Luthor. Is it Brian Cranston? Nope. Then I don't care. It's no, Joaquin Phoenix. Go ahead. <sighs> the last big budget movie he did, Gladiator. Gladiator. Which was great. And he played crazy really good in Gladiator. Oh, was it Commodus uh, Com- or Commandus or whatever his name was? The would-be emperor? He played crazy so well in that movie. But he tends to go with independent movies. I mean, you see that with... I mean, Walk the Line was huge, but it was effectively an indie movie. Same with, uh, oh, what's one he did with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Uh, the Master. Um, Master. I, I think, once again, according to Scott Pilgrim, he will either rock or suck. I don't think there's a gray area. I can see him really pulling it off. And I really did, I liked both Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey in Lex Luthor. Oh, I loved Kevin Spacey with Lex like Luthor. Like that I, was... said, I loved his nod to Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Like, he, he studied... But he brought his own energy to no, it. No, it was... Like I said, I loved both of them. I just, now... I really wanted it to be Brian Cranston. I, I did, too. Um, I know this is going to seem hypocritical. Some of you guys who are maybe magnifying the variant covers we do will realize... Um, I have scars from a cleft lip. Um, yes, I'm sure they're in a hypocritical in a hypocritical way. That's my make or break with Joaquin Phoenix. I hate to say it because I have the same physical birth defect. 
But it didn't distract me in the slightest during Walk the Line. That's that's the only way out of that, though. And I agree with it, where it's like, it didn't take away from, from Walk the Line. No, not in... I was going to say, you know how much I love Johnny Cash. But we talked about, uh, off air, we talked a lot about uh, Clancy Brown, who's the voice of Lex Luthor. I'd love to see him come in and do it. Yeah. There's no age requirement. You don't need a young Lex Luthor. He can be in his 50s or 60s. Well, almost, 50s. I almost like the idea of a much older Lex Luthor. It makes sense, though, doesn't it? I, I, just, I like the idea of the, the young superheroes trying to come up against like the, the consummate villain. The guy who's found time to kind of figure out who he is and actually get it together. Yeah, no, I like the idea of them going up against. But so much. while Lex Luthor is like building his like LexCorp empire, is while you know right before uh, Superman makes the scene and he's going, well, like no, I'm the savior of Metropolis, not this alien, because you always have a xenophobia vibe from Lex Luthor. Ah, oh, xenophobia. Discuss. Discuss. No, it's just, it's one of those things where it was also, it was discussed a little bit more about, you know, like the Bat, I mean, about Superman being a little bit more of a mentor to Batman, having an older... No, this Batman, they've started talking about it, they started releasing notes. No, no, I'm saying that's something I would have been interested in, is to have the mentor relationship between an older Superman and a younger Batman. Well, I, we, and I brainstormed this on this very show, about having, so um... help me God, Doug, if you don't bring me some ginger ale... I will not. Do you do have any ginger ale? There's some in my glass still. Still not ginger ale. And there's probably ale. a little bit in the fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, I will absolutely not take a shot of Jameson with a Red Bull back. I love you, Red Bull, but just no. No. You're a better man than I am, Gunga Den. Um, Dunk. No, we had, uh, you know, talked about having, like, kind of the, not Nightwing, but having the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Robin as Batman. Well, that he's like, yeah, it's like, you know, a kid wearing daddy's shoes, and he's still not, and then Superman's really not kind of Superman yet. He's, you know, he's had that kind of battle with Zod, but, and he's saving people in, you know, from tsunamis in Guam or whatever, but he really hasn't faced, like, you know, kind of another threat. There there are no, like, super villains kind of coming out of the, of the woodworks. Um, I like the idea of Lex Luthor... In the Superman Batman, I know some people have said, well, you know, it's a lock for Superman, but what about Batman? I'm going, well, you have to remember that Sometimes you have Superman you have needs backup, especially when it comes to the techie shit. Well, and, and Kevin Smith talked about this on um Batman on Batman and stealing very liberally from the animated series is series series is serials. Um no, and I completely agree that oh no, I'm sorry, this is from the uh uh um uh, I misspoke. This is from the um, Grant Morrison Justice League run. Okay. That basically Luthor um, puts together the Injustice League and um, uses like corporate takeover techniques to take down the Justice League, which seems to work. Except that you, it's revealed on like one of the last issues that you know Batman takes off his cowl and he goes, "Well, Luthor doesn't realize is that he's fighting against Bruce Wayne, who's another." Like, CEO. Like I said, I can see Superman needing the backup from Batman as Bruce Wayne because he needs some of the tech aspects and he needs the business world. That's what... I was going to say, he needs the brains. And this is not to say Superman's dumb, but he needs somebody... But he's not a strategist the way Batman is. Yeah. Never has been, never will be, Superman. I made you a list of why I'm better than you. It just says I'm Batman. Fucking exactly. I... I am the bad. 
night is mine. The night is mine. Um, so, we're going to move on on our superhero tangent. Speaking I, of DC heroes. Like I said, I have not, unfortunately, watched for three weeks just because I totally effed up my sleep schedule, which we'll talk about later. But I am uber behind on my arrow. Uh, I am not. And I've been waiting a couple weeks to kind of um, talk about the um, kind of the Easter eggs. Yes. Um, some of which are spoily, some of which are not. Some of which just are. Um... Actually, none of these are really spoilerific. I mean, if you're caught up, then great. If you're not, one of these, uh, to me, is very blatant, uh, very obvious. It was just a matter of when it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, you and I are both thinking of the same thing on that one. Um, so, first off, some of the Easter eggs I've noticed um, that they have the miracle formula. Mm-hmm. That's what um, they're hunting on the island. Yeah, to and try and save Slade because he's all super... By the way, Slade is super fucked up, and he is still out kicking ass. Oh, oh yeah, when he saves Ollie? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I totally, okay. Keep, uh, Really? Okay, no, like, yeah, Slade yeah, yeah. is, is he's, he's burned over a bunch of his body, including part of his face. He's got this, you know, like, herbal mud mask on him to try and stem off some of the pain and start some healing, and he's still fucking taking out when was, guys what was the like last thing you? When was the last thing you saw on the island? The last thing I saw on the Is they island... they pump him full of the Miraco? No, they haven't found it yet. I'm not to that episode. They haven't found the sub yet? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, no, it's it's when uh, Black Canary, well... Sarah. Will be Black Canary, reveals that's what they're looking for, and Ollie asks if they can save Slade. Oh, but will it save him? Okay, I know where you're at. Exactly. Okay, well then, um, yeah, like so I spoilers said, the next couple Slade episodes. Slade is still out there kicking ass, even though he's half dead. Oh, lady. Um, I'm going to kind of jump uh, between the island and uh, Star City. Uh, not, Star- they don't call it Star City. Star- uh, Starling City. Thank you. Um, so forgive me if I say Star City. Um, one, the miracle mm-hmm. seems like... Uh, I, 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 I know it's a, the analogy for the serum they give Slade in the comics, mm-hmm. but the name of it, other than meaning miracle, literally, um, sounds a lot like... Miraclo, which is a the drug that our man takes to give him powers for, guess an, an hour. hour. Yeah, um, that the modern age our man becomes addicted to. Like it became like a drug metaphor. Nice. Um, Actually, I really like that. Oh, it's great. Uh, the Rick Taylor stuff. Anyway, we'll talk about it later because um, the David Goyer JSA stuff is beautiful. Um, uh, him and Robinson and, and, and Jeff Johns. But anyway. Um, you haven't seen it. Well, you saw, you saw that Brother Cyrus. Brother Cyrus is awakened, so to speak. Uh, and he's feeling good. He now, feels strong. I was talking to you off air a couple of days ago that I am pissed at myself. This is this is up there with the low key thing in American Gods, and I'm pissed I didn't figure it out sooner. Um, his name is Cyrus Gold, and they find a book of, like I, I wouldn't call it poetry or fairy tales, but like um, folklore, in his apartment. Do you want to guess what day-based poem they found in his apartment? No. It was someone born on a Monday. Solomon Grundy? He's apparently the Arrow version of Solomon Grundy. (sighs) I'm actually fucking psyched, because I love Solomon Grundy, and he's always been a 
perennial Green Arrow um, villain. Yeah, no, that is So, and that was a neat way to do it. I was like, oh, fuck, that's Solomon Grundy. And it makes sense when you see them, you do see them fight. Yeah. Um, You see them fight uh, when he's trying to get more, uh, he gets a centrifuge and these, like, uh, other chemicals to make more of the miracle, uh, Miraclo or Miraku or whatever you want to call it. Can we just say serum? Mm-hmm. All right. Makes it sound a little Captain America, but yeah. We'll say serum or wonderflonium. Wonderflonium or unobtainium. Um, he's becoming Green Arrow. Uh, closer and closer you get to... Well, they keep slowly kind of almost altering the opening. That he's becoming closer and closer to being called Green Arrow. Because, I mean, they, they did the hood... And the back, vigilante. Back to the vigilante. And then to Arrow. Like, they're starting to call him Arrow. Like, it's getting to the point what where he's Arrow? getting closer and closer. To, it's getting closer and closer to being the Ollie we know from the comics. Um, which, I, I, like I said, which I love. I, I, the only reason I'm behind on it is just because when I get done with work, I normally sit down at my work where the good internet is and have a cocktail and watch an episode, but I'm just so burnt by the time I'm done. I'm like, I just need to go to sleep. I need to go home and fall asleep to reruns of Chuck. Well, speaking of burnt, let's talk about two characters that get burnt. One, because this is going to be fairly short, um, this was what I was talking about. was kind of blatantly obvious. Um, the, the transformation of Slade. Nope. Oh. The hiatus ends the uh, kind of the mid-season finale uh, hiatus episode ends with a young Barry Allen being struck by lightning into a rack of chemicals. They are setting up the, the Flash. Flash. And, Deb, you know that I have a very short list of favorite DC heroes, and Flash is very much my top three. I'm not as big of a fan of Barry Allen. Wally West is my Flash. Um, I don't need to have a Doctor Who, like, fight about that. Like, Barry... Or, I'm sorry. Wally West is my Flash. Okay. Um, I grew up with Wally West. I think he's great. Um, and I like that he was kind of coming out of the shadow of Barry Allen. I could do an entire episode about the Flash, but I won't. Um, maybe later. Um, not stopping you. But yeah, Barry Allen gets hit with lightning, uh, plus, like, I think some of the energy from the damaged particle accelerator that they've been, like, hinting at is uh, the, the MacGuffin of the, uh, the whole season. Um, so, yeah, you have, he's knocked into the chemicals and knocked out, and we'll see in the next, you know, come January, um, what happens to Mr. Barry Allen. But obviously, I think which is rapidly approaching. I know it's in a couple weeks, but I, I would imagine that his speed will be. Um, I, why did I air quote that? Uh, his speed will probably be uh, instrumental in taking down Brother Blood. I mean, if I had to I guess. Hope so, well, like I said, and we'll see how long they keep the character. He's mean, only in for like I think between four and six episodes. But it's like I mean they haven't given us a definitive answer on whether they're going to spin him off or not. I don't. I'm not, I'm not super attached to Barry Allen in terms of a spinoff. Well, admittedly, I haven't really been keeping up on my trades about that, but still. Um, I, I know, like we've talked about, and you'll giggle. I, they talked about it being a backdoor, uh, backdoor pilot. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's just because you said I'll giggle, so I was nothing. So, um, but I, I don't, I don't have the emotional resonance with. Barry Allen as a character yet, and I'm wondering how they're going to, no pun intended, speed that up um, in the next couple episodes uh, come January to um, validate a spinoff. Yeah. Um, or a Flash. Which, 
if DC's doing what Mar, if they're taking a page out of Marvel's book and building their universe, and and you see that with the Batman Superman and the uh, the casting of Wonder Woman, like they're building their own cinematic universe. What is the television universe? mean you know what i mean like you've got Solomon grundy you've got bronze uh, bronze tiger popped up um you've got the flash and green arrow and black canary and black canary i mean you you do have these people in this kind of television universe you also have um speedy uh roy. well have you noticed well, that roy he's, he's roy's always wearing a red hoodie yeah i was gonna say i mean he is they're literally building him to become red arrow i was gonna say i mean speedy is his sister's nickname but you know what i mean when i say speedy yeah roy which they literally said once on the first season, and then it seemed so forced and shoehorned that he called her that on the second season. And I don't know if that happened on the on the two episodes you haven't seen, but it seemed so shoehorned. Like, I think he said something about it when they were like at their mother's trial. Yeah, where he's like, slow down, Speedy, and you're like, that just seems so forced. Um, but it's like, oh, to remind us that she's nicknamed Speedy. Um... But speaking of people being burned, the most important one, as you know to me, is Slade. Now, and this is spoilers, motherfuckers, pure and simple. So Slade's being, uh, you know, they, they, you obviously can assume that they find the sub well, to I save know, his life. Pretty much already told me that they I was going to say shoot him up with this miracle. They shoot him with the miracle. They don't have the sedative, so they're like, well, is he going to fucking live or die? And you don't know until... Oh, I already knew. They've well, you know, he this bleeds... like episode one. He bleeds out of his eyes. He, you know, air quote, dies. And then, of course, like five minutes later, he opens his eyes and takes out all of Ivo's motherfuckers. Saves, um... Saves Ollie and Sarah. What about, um... Well, she has a bullet-sized-shaped hole in her head now. What was Shadow. I was going to say. Uh, Ivo makes Ollie choose between Shadow and Sarah. Oh, that's some bullshit. And pops Shadow in the head. Like, and of course Slade, you know, has the unrequited, they talk about that, the unrequited feelings for Shadow. He fucking flips and destroys a lot of Ivo's crew. Cut to Brother Blood talking to a CEO, and he's like, well, this archer might be an issue, and you hear this voice go, don't worry about him, leave it to me. And it's Slade. I'm sorry. Camera pans to Slade with the eye patch. Slade Wilson has come around. He's going to be Deathstroke. It's getting closer, and I'm thrilled. The minute I saw him with the eye patch, it was like, oh, fuck yes. This is every fucking Teen Titans comic I've loved. I love fucking Deathstroke. And, the big, and that was the big reveal, is him going... Leave the archer to me, and you're like, fucking rematch. It's gonna be a grudge match. I tried so hard to find you a, a death stroke with the. Arkham you got Origins. well. You got him at random. So. I was gonna say with the Arkham Origins uh, hero clicks. Nope. Oh, it's all random. I. Well, it's really know. funny because I told you they've been trying to suck me into their games, but it, it's really funny because I said I am just more coming back because I need to try and find a death stroke, and one of the guys is like, "Well, everybody's looking for a death stroke." You should have come back with well, he's. You know, he's like a tax, taskmaster. That would have made that would have made them suck you into the game because saying that, like, oh yeah, Destro. Well, it's, you know, I get them bothering me enough. It's the rich man's taskmaster. Like I said, I get I get them bothering me enough as it is, Doug. I don't need to put any more catnip out. Nerdnip. We're gonna talk about Monty Python. 
That's the that's like the the most universal nerd nip is Monty Python. What is nerd nip? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Literally, I thought you were making a oh, nipple ew, joke. Ew, milky nipples. Milky nipples. No, no, no. It's like every time you make lies. a joke about the Black Knight and a flesh wound, you're in. But I'm the king of England. I didn't vote for you. I'm not dead. I feel happy. Going Thunk. for a walk. I feel happy. Next on the list, we are the Millers. Yep, I watched that shit show. Um, Why? It looked terrible. I, you know... And Jennifer Aniston, you're too old to be playing a stripper. No, she's actually not. She actually does a great job. Not as good as in Horrible Bosses. I do actually like that movie, and I like her in it. Um... The first probably 40 minutes, first half, uh, fantastic. Um, just... Was it kind of a cop-out at the end? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's the... it's the Don't... Spoilers. And if you haven't seen it, just keep living your life. Um, just but keep it's living the whole, your life, bros. You know, yeah, they get caught by the big drug dealer that they stole from. And, um, you know... They're like, we're going to kill your family. Oh, no, we're not a family. And, he's, and uh, Jason Sudeikis comes in and goes, don't shoot them. Like, shoot me. Like, you know, he's like a son. She's like a daughter. She's like my wife. Like, don't kill them. Kill me. Uh, and it's just so fucking diabetically sweet. Saccharine. And, yeah, it's so schmaltzy. <laughs> and then they all end up, like, in the suburbs under witness protection um, Pretending to be a family? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like they would actually do that. Uh, the only redeeming factors to the movie are weirdly reoccurring in the last couple weeks. Actress named Katherine Hahn, okay. who plays... She's so good at everything. She's really... The deleted scenes. Uh, the deleted scenes at the uh, so during the credits it. of um, We're the Millers are easily the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and she plays... Uh, the wife of Nick Offerman, oh, no. who's really right. funny of in it. Reoccurring characters. Speaking of reoccurring themes, uh, Nick Offerman. I could listen to you talk about anything. Woodworking for three hours. Knock yourself out. Um, him and that mustache, um, and he plays a DEA agent. It, it, like it's fucking. You know what I really like to hear him talk about barbecue. Meat. No, just specifically barbecue. Does he do his own barbecue? What kind of barbecue does he like? Does he have a specific technique? And they just last randomly just to take you out of it. Like I said, because it's just one of those like super manly things that I think he would know something about. I, mm-hmm. I actually kind of wonder what his... Cooking meat. Yeah. Like, what his home life with his wife is like. Hilarious, I'm sure. Awesome. Or extremely boring, but in a very funny way. Probably. Where they just talk about like normal crap. They're like, who did you pay the phone bill? And you're like, it's Nick Offerman talking to Megan Milani about paying a phone bill. Like, that's funny anyway. I'd like to imagine that they're kind of a little bit quirky like us, so they probably have weird tangent-esque mm. conversations. Absolutely. Like, I mean, even with just my friends, like Michael and I totally have the weird inside joke affectation where if he and I don't have a good response or don't like something, we just start making angry penguin noises. Meh. Meh, meh, meh. I like to think their home life has weird in-jokes like that. Penguins or Nick Offerman? And oh, it's weird Nick penguin Malone. noises. It's Gunter from uh, Adventure Time. Ah, okay. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving it's on. Your line. So I told you that our non-turn was getting me this kind of kick-ass tentacle ring for Christmas, and for some reason you said it was something we needed to talk about? Uh, no, the ring was uh, a tangent from what we're going to talk about next. Okay. 
So let's talk about your tentacle ring. I'm getting a pretty kick-ass tentacle ring. That sounds dirty. It probably is. I'm gonna mm. wear it with my Cthulhu leggings. All right. Weird. Your Christmas present is gonna be ordered after Christmas. That's okay. I don't mind. Daddy's got a day job. <laughs> Daddy's got a day job. No, I was shockingly practical on my gifts this year. I'm like, I need thermal everything. I need those pants that you're supposed to wear when you're doing, like, snow camping and it's 20 below degrees and you're hiking mountains. I need those. But not for any of that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I will need them for walking around the city playing Ingress. Do you want to talk about Ingress? No. I'm good. Okay. I have a problem, though. I have an Ingress problem. You're an Ingressaholic? I might you're be. You're addicted to Ingressahol? <laughs> well, that's not awkward at all. We're just going to move on down the track. So, we're track. taking a page out of, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Fine. Alright, fuck off, I did. Um, we're taking a page out of the Shooting the Gap playbook. <laughs> um, and we're going to do a top three. Yeah. And this was something that I, uh, I think I talked uh, uh, to Ryan about. Um, and this is something that actually spawned from our time at Paris. Um, which was like, if you could have the one movie prop from any movie, what would it be? Working movie prop, not just movie prop. Right, correct. Like, if it, like if it existed object, in real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had suggested it uh, for a top five with the, with the sports boys. They shot it down for a much better top five. And I'm like, well, I'll cannibalize that for our show. And um, we're not going to do a top five. We're going to do a top three. Uh, top three, if they work... How they do in fiction. Fictional items. Top three you'd want from? Well, just any fictional item. Yeah. Just movie, but TV. from book, Santa yeah. or whoever's in Festivus or, you know, I'd say Santa. Krampus doesn't shove us in a sack the and Krampus. beat us. Yeah. What? The Krampus. Is it Kramp- Krampus? Krampus? What kind, of, what kind of kinky Christmas demon is it? It's Germanic in origin. Of course it is. I know that was Venture Brothers. Don't worry, I caught it. Oh, I knew you did, but still. Um, Do you want to start at number three and work back? My number three? Mm-hmm. Number three, the TARDIS. Okay. Specific reasons. You can time travel and move like through space. I mean, yeah, like, it's a fucking TARDIS. I mean, you got to imagine, even though, despite Doctor Who being... I can't see the TARDIS being real functional. Well, you'd have to build a rapport with it. Said, but... Sometimes it's kind of a crapshoot. But it takes you where you'd need to go. Um, but the fact that he's like, uh, you know, 1,100 years old, but he probably ages slower, not only because of being a Time Lord, but because he's doing... Like, the stuff you can do in a year uh, is literally having a lifetime every year of just going to these different places and these different times. It'd be awesome. Um, number two, Penny's book from the Inspector Gadget cartoon. Which is effectively an iPad with pages. I get that now. But in the 80s, I wanted that thing. Why wouldn't you just have an iPad? It's basically the never-ending storybook, Penny's book from Inspector Gadget, and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and also the thing they had on Star Trek to read all that crap. A nook? (laughs) (laughs) The technology has come very far since... But I'm just saying. But just... Just a tablet. But I'd imagine she didn't have to pay for, like, 3G access. Like, it, the thing had, like, Plenty integrated its own... Spots, but... it, it literally was the internet as a book. It was fantastic. 
What's and I'm, your... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say my number one after your top three, because I want to see. I want to say. Top three, number three, Bell Disruptor from uh, Transformers. <laughs> nice. Who doesn't want a shit gun? Keep going. Well, I'm just saying, who doesn't want a gun that makes people completely may, may shit the, themselves? May have the cheers on a bell disruptor. Yeah. I didn't even think you, of that. You didn't that. even think of that, did you? Oh, number God two. Me. Number two. Super, super obvious. I want a hoverboard. I want my fucking hoverboard. Uh, in two years' time, we'll have hit the uh, hit the time that uh, Marty McFly went to the future. Yeah, I want my fucking hoverboard. Obvious reasons. Do you want me to do my number one first? Or yep. No? That's easy. Replicator. Like a Star Trek replicator? Yeah. All right. All I can right. do clothing, I can do objects, I can do food. You're can you d- imagine drunk using a replicator to get you drunk food and more booze? I want a whiskey burger. Pretty much. Uh, what's your number one? Now, do you want to cheers? Or do you want to spite cheers me for my number one? I can wait. Go ahead. We can't cheers at the same time anyways. We have to go one and then two. Number one, mm-hmm. blatant, deceptively obvious, Ryan uh, from Shooting the Gap didn't, get, didn't catch it until I said it, and he goes, oh, fuck, that's brilliant. Mm. Green Lantern Ring. No, I stand by my picks. Really? For, well, for the Replicator, you'd need a ship, so therefore you have the Enterprise. You don't need a ship. For the Replicator? Mm-mm. Well, you need something to... You do need fuel for it. Well, and you I need can't to, remember exactly what it is to fuel. Can it replicate its own fuel? No. Because that would seem like a cop-out. Total cop-out. But you need something to house the replicator, the... the, the no, no, the fuel I, I'm housed. thinking the hollow deck. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking replicator. I'm not talking hollow deck. No, screw the hollow deck. That shit always mess up. I think Futurama pretty much, you know, is going to say solve that one for us. I was gonna the say, murderous Abe Lincoln? Exactly. Like I said, no, I'm saying replicator. No, it, it would need to be refueled, but it can house its own fuel. The lithium crystals, I'm imagining. That's what it was. It was the lithium crystals. That's yeah, what it's what powers all the shit in the future. I was going to say, but yeah, no, like I said, Bell, this, I stand by my picks. Bell, Disruptor, Hoverboard, Replicator. I'm going, what is it, TARDIS, Penny's book, mm-hmm. Green Lantern Ring. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of rings... You say Green Lantern Ring, and now there's just a lot of laughter in my head and a Patton Oswalt bit. I read a thing in a book, now make it real. Um, Ryan had actually... Uh, you know what my problem with the Green Lantern ring is? It's too tied in with your emotions. No, but it's willpower. It's the middle of the emotional spectrum. Don't make me go off on this. Fine. What did Ryan say? Uh, only because I could go off about the uh, 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 spectrum of emotion in Green Lantern, and we only have so much time in a day. Um, <sighs> now I said too much time in a day, not too much time today. Like, I could literally go over for over 24 hours on that. Talk, I gotta go play Ingress, so if we could get this over with. Uh, if we could just wrap that up, thanks. No, kidding, kidding. Um, Ryan, had actually, once he said, um, and this is hot on the heels of all my birthday mm-hmm. nerd stuff, um, because this weekend I'm getting my mom's, I'm finally getting my birthday present for my mom. Why was she late? Um, she was waiting for her boss. This is very cute. Um, her boss gives her a $200 uh, Barnes & Noble card every year. So nice. Uh, he's a VP. He can afford it. No, I was going to um, say it's so nice. I love it. And you and I are both addicted to books. I actually. Sent well, I'm my, not getting a book. Like I said, I actually sent my older brother a copy of Gun Machine for Christmas this year. Nice. Yeah. What are you getting from the Barnes and Noble? Um, 
if all of the items... Oh, sorry, uh, what are you getting from Mr. Barnes and Mr. Mr. Nairball? Oh, sell all books of books of sell it to we. Um, you're drunk. Um, yeah, I'm done for the day. <laughs> we live in a black and white movie. What else is there to do? Um, I don't know if I talked about this on Damn or not, um, but if what I get for my birthday, combined with everything else I have, were actually real, I'd be unstoppable. I'd be a god among mortals. Is it be- your real click stuff? Nope. Damn. Because I would have, I already established this, obviously on the Who Um I have a sonic screwdriver. You do. Uh, the Shooting the Gap boys were very nice and bought me a web shooter glove. Which is awesome. And I will have a Hogwarts wand. She's getting you a wand? Now, she... That's so cute! She said to my face, because <laughs> we're also going to say it, um, that she cannot be trusted to pick the right one. So I get to choose my own. Well, that's just wisdom. Yeah. Um, and I'm still debating between either one of these two. Either Sirius Black or a Death Eater. So, you know why you don't give kids a wand? So they don't cast Patronuses? No, because all they're going to do is Patroni? hit each other. All they're going to do is hit each other with it. Oh, no, this is... I mean, it's... You just... Expelliarmus! Like, you just aim it and... Give them a... Levitate uh, los monos! Yeah, oh... Levitate your hands? Raise wash. your hands. Wash. Oh, wash your hands. Um, that's Spanish. All, all of Harry Potter's uh, Latin. Um, I realized that. It was a joke from American Dad when Steve thinks he's going to Hogwarts, but he really just gets left at a meth house. And so the guy keeps telling him to wash his hands, and he thinks it's a spell and keeps practicing it. <laughs> I mean, so it was Roger getting back at him for something. So it's like every third episode. Um... Don't mess with the formula, Doug. And, yeah, speaking of sidekicks, I didn't know this until last night, but apparently Brian is already back. Yeah. Um, how very I Seth MacFarlane really really to just... I really wish they would have just stuck with it. Yeah, but part of it is it's very Seth MacFarlane to go, let's kill a main character. But only for two weeks. Like, let's kill Coagmire, watch the internet explode, and then bring him back. I really wish he'd take a page out of Joss Whedon's book and just stick to it. <sighs> I am a leaf on the wind. What does that mean? What? What are you talking about? I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch me fly. Oh, okay. It's heart-wrenching. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Fucking Wash's death? That was... Oh, Alan. Yeah, it's like, oh, they killed Wash. And that was the best thing to do in that movie, by the way. Sorry. Like, it's like, oh, let's reveal why River's fucking crazy. And while you're feeling the high of like, oh, we figured out why River's crazy. Oh, fuck, Wash is dead. Yeah, pretty much. Because no one can survive. Would, would it, I can think of one happy couple in Whedon, in the Whedon verse, is uh, uh, Simon and uh, uh, Kaylee, Kylie, whatever her name is, what? the mechanic in Firefly, and oh, uh, yeah. and Simon Tim. Yeah, they're the only couple I can think of that survived. Or doesn't have something horrible happen to them? I was gonna say Tara's death still every mm. time. Oh man, every time. And they gave her, like, what, credit billing because of that? They added her to the credits, and then it was like, oh, like, finally, like, what's-her-name gets fucking credit? And it's like, boom, dad. I mean, it sets up a great arc with Willow, but... No, but still, it's just... And, oh. Oh, God. Allison Hannigan's face in that scene. The color literally drops out of her face. I mean, it's... 
And it was just one of those things where it wasn't part of a huge plot arc. And it wasn't this giant magical yeah, it was. attack. No, I mean, it, it wasn't this giant magical attack. It was just this stupid thing that happened. And the the great part was them ha- dealing with, like, the bargaining part of death where they're like, can you bring her back like Buffy? And it's like, no, because it wasn't a magical death. It was a fucking handgun. Which, oddly enough, is the same kind of thing that happens later on when Darla gets brought back and is dying from syphilis and Angel goes and tries to win her another shot at life and they're like, she's already been brought back once by magical means. We can't do it again. Which That's is it. How, like I said, which is how Connor ends up in the world. God damn it. I was going um, to say because they owed him a life. We don't talk about Connor on the show. Um... Actually, as long, if they if they had never made Connor and Cordelia hook up, I would have been perfectly fine with the Connor. Had they plan. done it a like higher being uh, immaculate conception, it would have been so much better. Like I said, if they never had it be a, a Connor and Cordelia, it was so fucking weird. I can't even watch that season anymore. I mean, I like I just, it because he's just, the the what's his name, um, Vincent uh, uh, Cathria or whatever his name is, um, ends up on both Axe Cop and Mad Men. But like I said, I can't even watch Weirdly with Allison Brie. I just, I just who... skipped that season now. Well, I mean, the so Jasmine like, episodes are really good. Like, the episodes with Jasmine and Connor kind of losing his mind about Singer as a maggot corpse were awesome, but just how Jasmine came to be is bullshit. Yeah, the Immaculate Conception would have been a lot more interesting. Well, and you could have had, like, you could have played off of, like, the powers that be and the higher planes, and, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways they could have gone that would have been a little bit better... Maybe not as shocking, I'll give them that. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're looking for shock value for shock value's sake, then, yeah, absolutely, have Connor hook up with Cordelia and... This, it, no. But still. No, no. And we're actually running along, unfortunately. So, moving on, Doug, the internet told me I was wrong. I think, uh, we, have, I think we have two. Only two, and they're fairly short, if you're worried about running over. I'm um, not, the we're song, just running a little bit longer than usual. Weirdly, uh, the song, Back to Misfits... Uh, the song I could not think of. I'm sorry, I said it was uh, right, right Said, said Fred. Fred. And I'm it, like, they had another side other than Too Sexy? And no, they, they didn't. Um, no, they didn't. But the uh, song was Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Power of Love. Uh, is the song that the probation worker serenades Finn with, uh, despite Finn not being gay. Um, which leads into the other uh, another episode where they... Uh, it's... I don't want to say return to form because you're gonna shit on me. Um, but they, but they, they come. He's going back to the uh, 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 a repetitive theme that ecstasy reverses their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, That's different. You see it on I think the first or second season, and then it comes back in the fifth where they all take a pill, and their powers reverse. Uh, the girl with X-ray vision becomes blind. Um, it's really awesome. Um, but you see that the uh, the probation worker finds one of the pills and takes it and finally comes out. Interesting. Good. Because uh, <laughs> you told me it had been closeted for... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It has been kind of a, a developing kind of an o- Kind of an open series. Yeah, kind of an open secret for a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just out of nerd OCD, thank you, Internet, um, the name of the alien that clones the tick with a tissue is Thrackerzog. Um, I know they make fun of his name throughout the episode, and that's probably you say where Crackerzog, I... and I want to eat some crackers and watch Man of Steel again. Crack Crackerzod? Like exactly said. You say Crackerzod, and I just—that's what I want to do. Eat so... some crackers and watch Man of Steel. There. Mm, Man of Steel crackers. 
wouldn't kick Harry Cavill out of bed for eating crackers. Not so much. No? I haven't, a lot of read, I haven't read a lot of interviews I can see him. a lot of angry sex with Michael Shannon. Like I said, no, I, I just haven't read a lot of interviews with him, so I really, he, he's still one-dimensional in my head. Henry Cavill? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a, like, a huge personality. Well, uh, no, that's, it's, it's not a big deal. It's Maybe he's just a little they, bit more guarded about himself, well, which is fine. But Very to, British. Like I said, which is fine. It's just he doesn't have a lot of dimensions to me because I haven't read a lot of stuff on him, which is more than fine. I know I know they did a Paley Center panel with um, with the cast of... Um, Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. And Cavill was... It's, I, I want to say he was surprisingly quiet... Uh, as was Russell Crowe, so it makes me think that just, once again, that, that uh, stereotype of British people not wanting to talk about themselves. <laughs> um, because, uh, what's her name from uh, Judge Dredd? Uh, Diane Lane was very talkative. Oh, Diane Lane. Um, it was also, I believe, moderated by Kevin Smith, who was not, not known for his wordiness. Um, double and negative. Vader pussy. It's a trap. So, mistakes I made this week. And by the way, Double Negative would be a great name for a super villain. Double Negative would be a great name for a punk band. Fuck you. Oh. Hold on. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, internet. I need to whisper to Deb really quick. That's Oh. Yes, that's Fuck fantastic. yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. There is an idea that I haven't talked about on air. No, something just no, got I did fleshed out. No, yeah, something yeah. just got fleshed out. Oh my god. That'd be the best name for no, it. No, totally. Oh but, um, my god. Mistakes I made this week. Now I gotta write that shit. Uh, That's what I'm gonna fucking do with your goddamn uh, comic book paper. Is the origin of double negative? I realized we actually have never talked about this on air. Um, A number of episodes ago, if you guys remember, I got a phone call saying the comic book store was finally open. Uh, yeah. And a friend of mine was picking up a present for Doug. What was was said present? No, we talked about this. Oh no, I talked about it on damn. Yeah. Fuck. What was said present, Doug? Um, said present was, and it was really cute. It was so adorable that you gave it to me uh, during November while and I was. And I said, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Because uh, it was as I was. Uh, you were mid novel. You were actually. Oh, making, no, it was near the end of the you month. You were making great progress um, on it. But I was getting really anxious about finishing it. And. Um, yeah, then you just called it Deborah. And I'd be like, why don't you just look at it this way? And you're like, I no, should you did. Look we at absolutely, it this way. like, yeah, we, we talked out a lot of the end of it. Uh, because I had, like, three different endings that I was really kind of on the fence about. Um, well, yeah, when you say talked out the end of it, what happened was you would call me and say this, and I'd be like, no, I hate that. And then you'd call me and be like this. I'm like, I like that because I think it means this. And you're like, well, maybe it does mean this. Oh, that's I'm a happy go, accident. Let's like, do I'm that. I'm going to go and think about this for a while. Is this an ironic death? And you're like, fuck no. What about, you know, and yeah. Like, uh, it was... Uh, well, because I, I just shot down a few things I thought were a little bit too formulaic. A little, I had a cliche ending that I thought about five years before that. However, what was the gift that I got you? You got me Blue Line Pro Compact Art Boards. The big kind, not the small kind. Uh, yeah, well, the, the actual, the, the professional size. Um, the stuff that the people at Marvel and DC and Dark Horse and Image and whatever, they all work on. Um, it's the same, uh, the same boards that I drew um, the ill-conceived um what i wrote and drew a comic called maddie and the cesspool um what does that look for nothing at all if i was going to write a comic called maddie and the cesspool it would be about my maddie and all of his exes well this was about jonah ray um 
Sorry, it, that's what I was making that. It was for. about a little dead kid uh, just wandering the city in his misadventures, and it was a um, huge uh, slave labor graphics ripoff. Um, oh, honey. Oh, yeah, it was god-awful. Um, though, admittedly, a lot of my friends said, uh, art's shit, story's great. Um, I'd love to re- kind of revisit the idea and flesh it out with I'm my not experiences. I'm an artist. I can barely, barely do stick figures. So if I ever do anything like that, I'm actually going to have to find somebody who can draw. I mean, I have a friend in mind who could do that, but he has so many other things going on. Well, I don't I, have burden Okay, uh, off-air, I, uh, off I think I talked about it, and I'll talk about it on-air, that um, with these boards, um, other than I just brainstormed the idea to, to, to write and draw the origin of double negative. Um, you just said it out loud. That uh, you would write something that I would draw. Um, now, speaking of stick figures, by the way, uh, Maddie actually had um, fill-in artists. That's yeah. I treated it like I owned a comp- company. Interesting. And uh, I let my friend Rob write and draw a page uh, every couple of, uh, issues called Loserville. And the only caveats that I gave him were it's called Loserville, and it has to be stick figures. Like, it has to be poorly drawn. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Although, now that I think about it, one of my favorite comics of all time is stick figures. But finish your thought, and then I'll say that. Oh, you're thinking, uh, is that hyperbole? Not hyperbole in the half. It's, no, it's uh, not cyanide. Cyanide. Happiness. Yeah. I um, still... It... So much. There, I, so I much. think I have a few of their, uh, uh strips, uh, saved on my computer. Um, oh. mostly the one about trying to quit alcohol, but the beer can't quit him. I'm not addicted to, uh, I was going to say, I'm not addicted to alcohol. Alcohol's addicted to me. Oh no, it's happening again. Shut up. Um, I think is actually what he says. <laughs> or fuck off or something. Um. No, um, there's two of them. There's one that I think you should quit drinking. I think you should shut the fuck up. That's it. And then there's, I'm not addicted to alcohol. It's addicted to me. And then, oh no, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are both on my computer. So... Uh, yeah, so she, you got me the uh, comic art boards, and I've been literally paralyzed with fear because well, I can't draw on the backs of them. Um, well, like I said, I told you when I got them that there was absolutely no pressure, and that you could wait till after you finish the novel. It was just one of those things where that effing store is never open. And that's actually the store I bought those boards in. It's it's all in the dream on Colfax if they're ever open. So they're open on Saturdays. That and I was going to say that has been established. Now. Okay. And oddly enough, it's also Portal on Ingress. Did you take it? No, no. No, I didn't need to. Somebody else on my faction still had it. Okay. But yeah, like I said, no, it's all in a dream. And I felt, for some reason, very strongly about getting you boards there, even though there are easier places to get those boards now. Meiniger's, Michael's. Yeah, like I, I said. Mean, um, but I, I felt really, like, kind of... It was fun. It was like... I, I, one, it was a nostalgia wave of, like... Oh God! Yes, I used to do this, and um, I started to start your your thank you drawing. Um, well, no hurry on that. That's good. Um, and uh, even though it's in my head, I've I've got it. I know what I want to draw for you. Um, and I think I talked about this on Dan, where I just I don't have the uh, the wherewithal to pour myself into writing and drawing, both and inking and lettering and, and everything I did. Um, a comic again. I, I don't think I have it in me at this point. Really? Um, well, outside of I just kind of half committed to doing the double negative, but why do you? 
Why do you keep saying that loud? Because it's copywritten the minute we say it and I post it online. Fair enough. Like, Have you, you ever gone to that? our iTunes? It says copyright, the Blood Alcohol Content Network. Except, why do you keep saying that, Doug? We're an LLC, God. bitch. Shit. 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 We're an LLC, Snatch. Um. Oh. That's dangerously close to the original, original catchphrase we thought of for this show. What was the original catchphrase? Wait for it, cunt. That was you stepping on my punchlines. <laughs> because I think I'm a goddamn stand-up. Damn it. I talk a lot about tags and cold opens. I could be a stand-up. <laughs> and or a shitty TV writer. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Every time I'm not wearing my headphones and I can just hear the world, I think yeah. of every cold open on fucking Breaking Bad. <laughs> Okay. Because there's no music in the in the, in the, in the cold happens. opens. Yeah, yeah, it's just the like ambient noise, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm in I'm in Breaking Bad. Uh, we need to. We're totally running over, unfortunately. Yeah, we need to wrap this up. Uh, mistakes I made this week. The reason that I haven't I had have a lot of input this week is I completely and utterly fucked up my sleep pattern, and so all of my time is now like based on yeah no I like I said doing nothing and sleeping and working and that's it. <laughs> so, social contract, asshole. Do we actually have anything to talk about? Nope, and I was just about to write on the on the whiteboard, cut social contract question mark? Well, the only social contract asshole I can have to say this is that I think we all put way too much pressure on ourselves and everyone else for Christmas. Well, it's, you know, it's, too much it's Merry Christmas with, and no, Jesus is the reason for the season, though. But like I said, it's just we all spend too much time putting pressure on each other to spend time with family, to get family nice gifts, to make time for everyone else, and these are all great things, but don't let them ruin There is something to be said for selfishness. I plan to spend, like I said, uh, like we talked about, I plan to spend pretty much... 10 hours of alone time. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mom had made a joke about joining me for one of the movies. I think she may join me for uh, uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, they make Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Doug. You just ruined it for Oh, me. yeah, okay. So did fucking 1938. Um, <laughs> or whenever that movie was made. Um, <sighs> now I know the talking penguins aren't real. Well, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down, Deb. What do you think a spoonful of sugar was a metaphor for? Dope. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Okay, Simon, do you mind answering a few questions for us? So, how do you feel about the effects of NAFTA on the American economy? Wow, I've never heard anybody put it that way before. So it's a really terrible thing that China owns our debt. Bunny. Everything just became so clear for me. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!